0: got to be you got to be a techno whiz kind of guy to do like anything nowadays uh, in in terms of pastoring it's the craziest thing uh, but anyway so we got it halfway took care of all right so um, so last week we we looked at um, so last week we looked at some verses in the gospels um, in terms of, oh, I don't want much of introduction. I'm sorry, we're 19 minutes into this day already, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to get on my horse and move out. Um, so last week we looked um, we looked at fasting in terms of in terms of what fasting would look like for you and I um, to get our parameters and and our in our whole world view, if you would, set back on Jesus Christ coming um why, why is that such a big deal well because if you know it's kind of like me and the me and the girls and uh, not really the boys because they never do anything like this but uh me and the girls you know and i'd I just it'd just be me and sergio and claire and ruthie and we'd be at home or it, it, me sergio claire ruthie and the boys and we'd be at home just say we're home all day long and uh, like they're days out of school and but Jordan, she's gotta go in and do her thing at um, you know, they these they give they got like twenty off days nowadays to where only the teachers go in and do stuff and it, nobody really knows what they do and or or why they're just letting our kids off. So it's weird, weird kind of deal. But anyway, um you know, if you leave us home all day and Jordan ain't there, i I would just be willing to bet that anybody in the room could come up with a real good idea of what the house would look like. After all day with me, especially if I've decided to, uh, that if I've decided I'm really going to cook something that day or I've decided we're going to fix supper that night, it's usually, I mean, it's going to be a train wreck. Well, we all, we're all like setting our like we're setting alarms and I'm like, look, mama's getting out at this time she will be home in this many minutes and we've got to have this house cleaned up before she gets home. So, for real, it was all hands on deck. Let's kill it. Mama's going to be home in a little while. you got to make sure this because if, if she gets home and the place is destroyed after she left and it wasn't destroyed, then, you know, well, she's mad. She's been at work all day and she comes home and everybody's destroyed the place and now she's left to mess with the destruction that was us. So, what we do is we're like all right, all hands on deck. Let's get this mug clean. We got to make sure she's gonna be home in a little bit. All right. So let me ask you a question. Don't 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 you don't you just think that you'd live a little bit different if you live like Jesus was coming back tomorrow? I, I mean, what what if we live like that? Like, hey man, Jesus will be home in like at three at three fifteen and we live to that end to 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 and we got our minds set on and what in reality what the entirety of the the bible is about is about Jesus coming back is about him coming back and setting up his kingdom and getting the glory that's due his name and so if we live to that end if we lived in that way so so last week we looked at, at some verses um and we we looked at, uh, at Matthew uh, chapter number six, where where he told us in Matthew six, this is how this is how you fast. When thou uh, but thou, or, wait, excuse me, verse sixteen. Moreover, when you fast, be not as hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces and, and they appear unto men to fast. Really, I'm saying to you, they have their reward, so they're being rewarded for their fast by by the sad countenance on their face and everybody having some kind of uh, a pity or empathy for him, and he says, "But but thou, when thou fast, anoint thy head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth uh, seeth in secret shall with thee openly." So, so the big deal in, in fasting here was make sure that everybody don't don't know uh, that you look you look terrible. You know that's what the that's what the 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 um, uh, that's what Pharisees would do. And so people would would be like, oh, man, you know, they want to give them pity. They'd want to have some kind of empathy. Oh, man, look, I can't believe you're fasting. I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. Well, it ain't nothing to be sorry about, right? Amen? Does everybody understand that? You, I don't need your pity. If you're fasting, don't nobody need your pity. And you don't need to give it to nobody. Like I'm gonna go out to eat. I'm I gotta go out in this little dinner thing on on Friday night, and you know what's gonna happen? when the first things gonna happen when I when I order a water. And and I'm like, do you want something to eat? Nah, man, we're good. I gotta go for a meeting. They want to go eat, and so, you know, you you don't rearrange all the plans. Hey, can we just go have some coffee because that would be way easier? But you don't rearrange everybody's else's plans. Hey man, I'm fasting. I need, I need, I need to, I need to make this coffee date, not a dinner date. Amen. Does that make sense? Does it really make sense? Or, and I, I want you to get it. I want it to make sense for you because it's you're fasting unto the Lord, are supposed to be, not unto men. And so I'm going to go, and, I'm gonna, and they're going to apologize. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I didn't know you was fat. I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, man, don't feel sorry for me. Like, I chose to do this. This is a choice. This is a God-given privilege that the Lord's given me, and I don't need anybody to feel sorry for me, right? Well, that's what the, 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 the Pharisees, they didn't feel that way. They wanted empathy, and they wanted pity. And so what they did is they disfigured the faces for everybody to see it. Uh, now, M- Matthew chapter number 9, going three chapters ahead of that, and uh, then came to him the disciples of John, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast off? So John and the Pharise- John's disciples and the Pharisees, they fasted often, but thy disciples fast not. And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then... Shall they fast? Uh, then, yeah, then shall they fast? So, so here, here's the implication behind it, He's not saying don't fast. He's not saying don't fast often. He's saying there, there's going to be a day when real fasting is going to take place. And that's when the bridegroom, uh, that, that's when the bridegroom is taken from them. And, and so we, we dealt with some stuff last week in, in terms of how that fasting. Uh, can produce within us an intense desire to long uh, for the coming of Jesus Christ, and 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 I I want you to make sure you understand that there there is a certain element of fasting. You say, man, you you don't know what you're talking about. I, only 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 what I have is I have two forms of understand what I'm talking about tonight. One is the Bible. I have the Bible, and and the Bible says that when the bridegroom's taken then shall they fast okay and then I, I got another one I got some experiential uh dealings in the in the realm of fasting and I know this that it will produce in you a certain longing for Jesus Christ that you 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 may not have had before See, I, I you know that's that's hard to really fathom when I'm when I'm over here starving, well if all you think about is food and this is coming from a, this is coming from a fat kid okay I'm, I'm for real I'm, I mean, if anybody has the right to say this, it's me because I, I like to eat I like to eat regular and I like to eat a lot. so I don't like to just go somewhere and sit down and, and, and just nibble at something when I sit down, I'm going to eat. Me, me and Justin, uh, we're, we're going to eat right Justin? Uh, 'cause justin has has got a tank in that thing uh, justin is a is a man that fits in a regular body uh, but somehow supernaturally he stretches out in like a a 5 xL somewhere around his stomach i've yet figured out, but it really is a it's a supernatural endeavor uh, do i it it really is like i mean f- f- so from from uh from the biggest two dudes in the room uh we, we commend you on whatever you got going on there that expands uh five times the size of what it normally is. Uh so it's really it's really an endeavor to watch. I mean I love it. I think it's a cool thing and I wish I could do it and stay his size, but but that don't work for me. But I will say fasting from an experiential side is an overwhelming, an overwhelming thing. Do you get tired? Yes. Do you get weak? Yes. Yeah, you, know, you, you you get all that, but but the cons, uh, the the pros definitely outweigh the cons. So we looked last week, the coming of Jesus and what that looked for us, what that looked like for us in the New Testament. And so I gave you three things. I, I'm we're just mentioning them and we'll move on. Uh, number one, fasting can turn your heart towards anticipating Christ's return instead of dreading it. Fasting can turn your heart towards anticipating Christ's return instead of dreading it. Uh, and we, we dealt with this thought First Thessalonians 4 has been used as a, a scare tactic if you would and it is scary for people that aren't ready people that aren't ready the, the rapture uh, of Jesus Christ and calling out the bride of Christ the church uh, it is scary for people that aren't ready to go um, for instance Dylan preached on uh, on the rapture last week and uh, and he, he's dealing with end time stuff of the teenagers and, and uh, man I just love it um, but Sarah Joe, uh, Sarah Joe looked at Gabby and uh, was was like, "Hey, uh, Gabby, are you know, are you ready for Jesus to come back?" And uh, Gabby was like, "No, no, I'm actually not. I, am, I didn't know that it could happen right now, and and I, I just didn't. I never thought about like that. So last Wednesday night after church, um, last Wednesday night after church, Gabby got saved, and uh, she called on the Lord right here in the church, and and we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, be able to baptize her, this, her and uh, her and, and Brayden, we're going to be able to baptize both of them, and uh, so both of them been saved through that ministry over there, and, and our Dylan is, is going to be able to baptize them Sunday morning and uh, so but what happens though is is fasting you know, it can turn your heart towards towards anticipating the return of Christ, versus you being all freaked out and dreading it all the time, and uh, can produce a longing inside. And then number two, fasting can uh, can turn a fruitless walk into one with abounding fruit. And then third, uh, last week we dealt fasting can be beneficial in making good soldiers of Jesus Christ. How many of you know? Um, you you may not know it from the the uh, man that's on ring that'd be terrible. Uh, you may not know it from the side that I know it from. Um. But but fasting, I mean, uh, but but the 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 life in general, being a good soldier of Jesus Christ and trying uh, to be a faithful good soldier of Jesus Christ, it is hard. And why is it hard? Well, because there's going to be hardness, and it's going to come your way, and and you're you're going to have to you're going to have to endure it. A good soldier does that. A good soldier endures it. A good soldier of Jesus Christ endures the hardness. Well, I will say this fasting can produce within you an element that makes enduring hardness way easier. Like, like it's one of them things, um, and, and again, you may not, you you probably haven't got to see it on the level of hardness that I've got to see it. Um but because, unfortunately, in the ministry as a pastor, you you see all the ugly stuff, and you see you see all you see all the letdowns. You you see five holes in this church, and I see about five hundred. Uh, you see five problems, ten problems. I, I, I guarantee you, I see ten times what you see, and uh, and and it, and a lot of them's uh, far beyond my my repair, and they're far beyond your repair. Uh, you say, well, we just need this and we need that. Well, unfortunately, uh, you've you got to have people, if you're going to need this and need that, you've got to have people that are going to be faithful to need this and, and fill in we're needing this and needing that are. And, and you know what? You know what? I can't make people. Anybody take a wild guess? I can't make people faithful. That's a hard thing. That's like, like telling a drug addict quit, that, that, that they just need to quit doing drugs. Well, you just need to quit. Well, that, that's a good story. Unless, if they don't want to quit, that's not a good, that, that ain't going to work. It, how many of you understand, if you're a drug addict, you need to quit doing drugs? Does that make sense? If you're drunk, you need to quit drinking, right? But if they don't want to quit drinking and they don't want to quit doing drugs, guess what you can't make them do? You can't make them quit. It's like sin in general. That's the way sin is in general. You can't make people quit what they enjoy doing. Amen. And if they enjoy being sinful, then there, there's no sense in you making them do it no way. It's like making, me give you some practical reason. How, how do you know all so much about drug addicts and, and, and drunks? Well, that old pedigree I got is littered. With with a whole lot of that. And do you know how many times we've sent family members to rehabs that didn't want to go? To detox facilities that were adamant they didn't need a detox facility. Oh, I don't need that. I can quit anytime I want to. I don't need a rehab. I can quit anytime I want to. <laughs> well, it's kind of like sinning in general. Oh, I don't need to do that. I can quit anytime I want to. Well, you would quit if you didn't enjoy it right, so so, so what' I'm, I'm saying,, hey, fasting may change your mind in, in what you endure as a, as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So I, 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 want, I want you to get that. I want you to make sure you understand that. Those are three extremely important uh, things that you can that you can you say, well, we already started the fast, and I feel like I'm too, you know, we're on day nine. There's 21 days total. We're on day nine. Somebody called me today, and there was like, "Hey, man, I failed. Uh, you know I was I did the first week with you and and we were doing it together, and I did the first week with you and and man, I, I just don't know how you do this whole juice thing. I'm like, well it, it ain't easy for nobody. I mean, uh because if it was easy, everybody'd be doing it um, but I was like, pick it back up, like you had a struggle." Pick it back up and go with it. Like, go back to fruits and vegetables, and then do juice the last week if that's what you if that's what you intended to do to begin with. But, you know that, you know there, there's a really good statement that 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 fits the situation. Uh, modify. Don't don't miss the whole thing. Just modify. Now, when I say modify, I'm not talking about going from Diet Cokes to Cokes. Somebody, somebody you know before yeah right there she is in the back uh before before we get too carried away with uh with you know we are not we're not we're not talking about cane sugar versus little debbies okay so um so make sure you get that um but but if you know it's a big deal God's called us to it God's give us that and we're gonna see that here in a minute isaiah fifty eight isaiah fifty eight I'm gonna ask you a few questions about fasting. What's fasting for? Um, I, I I wanna I want us to I want us to see from Isaiah 58 what fasting was for and and how God can use it in Isaiah 58 for us in in the New Testament. And I, because it man, it's got a swift transition. So I, I want you to see Isaiah 58. We're only gonna read a couple of verses and then we'll we'll work through the we'll work through the chapter. Isaiah 58 and verse number one. Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression, and the house of Jacob their sins. Uh, yet they seek me daily. Now, now we're we we dealing uh, with 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 a group of people and we're trying to God is trying to show them their sin. So so make sure you take into account everything that's going on. God's trying, God wants Isaiah to cry aloud and spare not and to lift up thy voice like a trumpet. Okay? Show my people their transgression, and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet here it is, verse two. Yet they seek me daily. Yet they seek me daily, and delight to know my ways, as a nation that did righteousness, and forsook not the ordinances of their uh, the ordinances of their God. They ask me, uh, excuse me. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. Here it is. They take delight the in approaching. To God. All right. So let, let's call the Lord and, and let's ask God to bless us as, as we get into it. Father, uh, Lord, we realize the incapable, the incapableness of, of ourselves, Lord. God, we we in and of ourselves, God, I hope we do. I hope we see uh, Lord that, that no matter how good we are, God, unless you work and unless you're strong and big, God, there is no hope. And so, God, we we come to you as desperate people, needing you to work, God. I unless you convince a person in here uh, of this truth, God, it at, at Lord, it, it won't be me convincing them. And uh, Lord, I am grateful that I I am just a truth presenter. And God, you allow me to you allow me to do that. And I, I pray, God, that you allow me to do that in demonstration of power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, and God, that you would help us to that end. God, as we're convinced each one that fasting is a is a thing that can change our world, and and not not because it's a super spiritual thing, but God, it's just a it's just a spiritual thing. And uh, God, you you bless it and you use it, and you use people. God, there's plenty of people in here that want to know what God's doing in their life and want to want to want to further the call that you put on their life. And and God, I, I know that this could benefit them if they would get to the place to where uh, they're they're desperate their desperate need for you to work uh, would, get, uh, would get on another level. And so, Lord, I, I pray that you you help us to see that this morning, uh, this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. So, so I, I think we got to make sure that we understand uh, who we're dealing with and make sure that you understand that, that God is calling Isaiah to cry aloud and not just cry aloud but spare not. Like what, just in country country boy language, don't hold back, Isaiah. Isaiah, I don't want you to hold nothing back. I want you to cry aloud. I want you to give it all you got. And, and guess what I want you to do? I want you to lift your voice like a trumpet. I mean, that sounds pretty aggressive to me. <laughs> Why? Well, because all these real religious people, how do you know they're religious? Well, they here's what they've been doing. They've been seeking me daily. They've been delight they they delight to know my ways. And as a nation, they did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me ordinances of justice. And here it is. They take delight the in approaching to God. They do all these real good things. They do all these things that sound like really good Christian living to me. I mean, that sounds like a really good, it, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like the Bible, Bible Belt Christianity. Church on Sunday, hell on Monday. Uh, church is the Church, church, church is, is become sandwiched in between a Saturday night special and a Monday morning, you know, whatever. Right? That's where we live. <laughs> that, that's, how, that's how we do it, man. We, we, we got it going on on Sundays, and it, they had it going on. And God's like, here, Isaiah, I want you to go to them, and I want you to get down to business with them and show them. Now, why is that such a big deal? Well, because there's a real danger in loving religion. And there's a real danger in loving, you ready for this? Worshiping God. Listen to it when I say it. In loving Worshipping God and the fact that you get to worship God. You love worshiping God. You ready? More than you love God. You know that's a real danger? I would say in a lot of, in a lot of our churches that that's probably a reality. The fact that they love worshipping in that scene, in that, in that place, more than they actually love God. Now, I mean, that, that's rubbing the cat the wrong way, I understand. But here's the, here's the thing. You've got to be careful of loving, loving God more than actually loving God himself. Why? Well, because if it happened to these old boys, I think it can happen to us pretty easy. I know it's happened to us. I know that there are some people that are so apathetic towards God that they they genuinely feel they feel they love this and and, and especially an experience uh, a Sunday morning experience more than they actually love God, and they're they they they're, cla- they're they're quote unquote deemed good Christians. They got good names. Oh, them are great. They were fine people right there. They were, they were fantastic Christians. You know, I, I actually hate that. I, I hate that. I hate, oh, well, they're fine Christians. You, you don't actually know that. I don't actually know that you're a fine Christian. You don't actually know that I'm a fine Christian unless you hang out with me. I don't actually know. You know, you know when we're all going to know who was fine Christians and who wasn't? Anybody got a, got a wild idea? That little deal called the judgment seat, everybody's going to know then. It's all going to be uncovered then. So, so what, 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 what do I say about fasting? Well, here's the deal. Fasting in the flesh can, can be really dangerous. Um, it, can be, it can be one of those things that, that uh, you fast and you almost think that God owes you something for not eating. Like, all right, Lord, bless me now, I had to eat. All right, Lord, Lord I, you, know, you know, I'm over here, I'm, I'm over here, you know, I'm, I'm over here suffering. So you need to bless me, all right? Look, look at verse 3. Look down at verse 3 with me. Wherefore have we fasted, say they. So these same people that loved God, they loved approaching to God. Here's what they did to God. Wherefore have we fasted? Say they, and thou seest not. He, he, they're asking God a question. We have fasted, and 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 thou seest not. Wherefore have we ready? Have we afflicted our souls? And God, you're not taking any knowledge of my prayer request. Now I get, I get, I get. You, you probably would say I'd, ne- I'd never do that in a fast, but. I bet there's some people in here that's done that, not even fasting. God, I, you know, what what are you doing? I've been serving you. I've been serving you all these years, and and you don't even see it. You you don't you don't see it. You don't take no knowledge of it. You let you let all this stupid stuff happen. You let all this stu- crazy stuff happen in my life. That's you know that's how religious people work. So I you know. I can remember fasting years ago and I did some of this. Like I actually did some of this. I I I'll be like, all right, Lord, you know, I've been fasting for two weeks now. I I'm 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 expecting you to do something something big here. Um And God wouldn't do what I expected him to do. Why? Well but because I thought God owed me. Verse four, he said, Behold. You fast for strife and debate and to smite with the fist of wickedness. You shall not fast as you do this day to make your voice to be heard on high now now, now here, here's why they were fasting you, they're fasting uh, they're fasting for for strife, and they're fasting for debate. they're like lord uh, I, I need you to help me." Be this spiritual giant so I can argue with everybody around me. I need to be this, I need to be that. And God's like, No, God's like, No, that's not it, right? That's not why we're fat. We're not fasting to be the most spiritual in the crowd. You know why that is? Because you know, the most spiritual in the crowd in the midst of fasting. Will be the most humble in the crowd. It'll be the one that's got their mouth shut in the backdrop and just praying that Jesus talks before they do. <laughs> I think. I think. I think we got to be careful. I think we got to be careful. You say oh, I'm not even fasting. You're preaching to the, you're, you're. You're preaching to the wrong people. Well, maybe one day you do, and, and in the midst of it, the Holy Ghost will bring something back to your memory. So, so verse number five, verse number five, Jesus, our God, uh, he comes back at him, and, and he asks, is this, excuse me, is it such a fast that I have chosen? So is this fast that you're fasting for uh, right now you, to, to find pleasure, uh, to, to find pleasure, you're finding pleasure in your fast and you're exacting all your labors. Uh, you you know. Is is the fasting that you're finding pleasure in because others are like the Pharisees? Others are going to see that you're fasting. Is this the fast that I've chosen for you? Is this really what what you think that I have chosen as a fast? Well, then God says, "A day for a man to afflict his soul. Is it is it to bow down his head as a bull rush and to." Spread sackcloth and ashes under him. Wilt thou call this a fast and and an uh, and an acceptable day to the Lord? No, man. We we we. Th- they wanted recognition. They they wanted people to they wanted people to to see that they were afflicted. They wanted people to see them bowing their heads and spreading sackcloth and ashes up under them. That that's what they wanted. They wanted people to see. They're fasting. Well, what good is it if if people don't see me fasting? Well, well, because you're not fasting to you. Remember, Uh, Acts chapter thirteen, verse first two, verse two. It was it was supposed to be unto the Lord. So so why why would we fast? Well, we fast unto the Lord. Remember, we we do this thing unto the Lord. Um, There'll be some value in in the physical realm. There's actually a lot of value uh, later on in life. They been a lot a lot of studies done on fasting and there's actually a tremendous amount of of physical value in in fasting in terms of um your your immune system does some crazy stuff when it don't have any food in it um it, it actually goes through a rebuilding process and and it, it you know fasting can can completely overhaul your immune system um there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's actually been studied by doctors in terms of fasting. But if you're if you if you're just doing it for that, then I wouldn't call it spiritual. I've done physical fasts before, um, but I wouldn't call it I wouldn't call it a spiritual one um, because it's, it's it wouldn't be under the Lord then, right? Amen. Does that make sense? Um, fasting, it, it, pe- people say it all the time fasting, it, 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 man, that, that's for the extraordinary and, and actually it ain't it's for regular people uh, that, that really need God you know, you know what God said He said, I chose the weak things of the world to confound the wise it, God chose to use the fool, the, those that were really foolish God chose so, so right off the rip God uses weak people so when God uses weak people and you couple fasting with a weak person, man, game changer. God does some stuff that is it's absolutely uh, miraculous. I'll say this, fasting, I, I highlighted this because I, I felt like this is something need to be really hammered down on. Fasting doesn't do something that is not God's will. Fasting doesn't do something that's not God's will. What does fasting do? Well, fi- fasting gets you ready for, for his answer. Either way, fasting gets you ready for His answer. It's not going to do something that isn't God's will. It's not a silver bullet. It's not going to do something that ain't God's will, but it will get you ready and get you to a place to be able to accept the answer that He'll give you that that is ultimately His will. Fasting prepare, prepare, uh, pre- prepares your heart for not my will but thine be done. Um, fasting can break you to obedience. Um. Humbling yourself, humbling yourself is, is, is saying that, through fasting, is, is saying that, that I, I need the Lord to accomplish this thing in my life, in my ministry, in ministry, that you've committed to me. Does that make sense? Do you realize that God, God has committed to us a ministry? God's committed to us the, the, the gospel? God's committed... To us, the ministry of reconciliation, we reconcile sinners back to God through the preaching of the word of God. God's give us that ministry. And, and what is fascinating? Well, it says, I man, I I need you to accomplish this ministry in my, in my life more than I do anything. So, God, I, I'm coming to you with this. You know, it's funny. I heard a guy say this one time. You know we're wired. That when when something when when you know, and I'm I'm the I'm terrible at it. But you know when when my like world falls apart and every and I get really overwhelmed and I get really stressed. You, you know know, the first thing I do is. anybody take a wild guess? I'm telling you that mug right there knows it firsthand. Absolutely. No, 100%. If I get really stressed, I get really overwhelmed, like I, I'm freaking out about something, I'm trying to find me something to eat. Like ice cream. She's like, what are you hovering around in the kitchen for? Oh, I'm trying to look, at, you know, I'm, I'm straight up. I'm trying to look for something to console all of my overwhelmness here. I need something. What what are you gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna grab that half gallon of ice cream and I'm gonna go sit down on the couch and I'm gonna turn the TV on so I don't have to think about the things that I really need to think about right now. That's what I'm gonna do. She's like, oh well that's real productive. Well, it may, it may, it may be. It may not be, but I'll tell you this. At least for a moment in time, I'm not gonna You, you know what that is, though? Man. That's just me offloading all of the things that I need to deal with into a into a half-gallon ice cream and a TV. But you know what it tells you? That naturally, naturally, your body doesn't go, it doesn't have a, a failsafe safe that says, all right, you're really overwhelmed, it's time to fast. No, it's your really, over, and it may not be everybody's, but I, there, I'll tell you this, there's an overwhelming majority of people that do that same thing. That when they, Get, get in that place, they get real sad, they get real over overwhelmed, uh, overloaded. The first thing they do is eat. Um, and, and it may not be everybody in here, but I will say there's a majority of people that do that from what I have talked to, just in counseling places and stuff like that. Uh, and if it ain't that, then what is it? Well, it's usually like alcohol. Uh, it's usually something that they're going to indulge themselves in uh, that will, what? It's going to take the pain away for a little while. So what happens? God's like, "Well, you need to fast." And you're like, "No, that, that ain't gonna help nothing. That's just gonna make me madder." Like, I need something that will alleviate the pain at the moment. And and cookies and cream does for a minute. Right? I mean, who don't who don't like who don't like the Blue Bunny Dutch chocolate? I mean, that thing is perfection. Round t- no, no, not Blue Bunny. What's the one with the cow on it? Blue Bell. That's it. Yeah, baby. You want to talk about a, a for real, like eight, nine dollar uh, bucket of ice cream? That's it. But it's well worth it. it you know. God's like, all right. So do you, do you real do you really want to do that, or would would you come to me uh, because you need to to accomplish this in ministry? You need to see this accomplished. We, could you come to me in fasting? You know, the, it's a hard deal. You know, something else I, I thought about? You know, anybody ever seen anybody get, anybody got any friends on Facebook that just get love sick on a regular basis? Do you, do y'all have friends like that? What's the first thing somebody does when they get love sick? Well, all my buddies, anyway. They post it. Two weeks later, they don't lost about 15 pounds. They hit the gym wide open. Man, they're taking all these pictures. 30 pounds later, man, they're lovesick, son. They're like puppy love has overtaken their life. Man, they, they look fantastic. They didn't get lovesick and, and dive off into a, into a, into a gal into a bluebell. They got love sick and they hit the gym because they wanted to, they was trying to look good and all this stuff. You know what? It's weird. Their appetite didn't matter. Does that make sense? What they loved... Are you ready for this? This is a a real practical application. What they loved dictated their appetite. I I know that's, you say, oh, there ain't no way that correlates. What they loved in the physical realm had so much influence on them that it caused their appetite to leave. Now, let me ask you a question. When's the last time that happened? And you got that love sick for Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, most of the stuff that I hear is, man, I can't do that. I can't, I can't, I can't do that. No, I'm 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 not doing that. That's just too much. I, you know, you're 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 a little bit overboard. I'm just not I'm not doing that. Friend, I, I just I want you to think about it. I just I'm not saying you don't love Jesus. I'm saying I'm saying, is it, is it, is it a love that it's been just celebrated? Just celebrated this 40 year anniversary. Don't really care no more. It's just you know we just go through the motions. And is that is that the kind of love that it is, or is it so real that you're like, yeah, you know what, take it with a bunch of food for right now. Let's get serious. Let's seek the Lord. Why is that such a big deal, man? Because everything you do in life is dictated by how much love you have for Jesus Christ. If it's minimal, then then most of your Christian walk is going to be minimal. If it's real, why, how do you know that? Well, there, there there's a, Jesus said, Jesus said, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, uh, those that, love a little you're going to know they love a little and, and those that, 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 that love me a lot you know why they're going to love me a lot because they've been forgiven a lot I think sometimes that we see our sin as is, is minuscule that the forgiveness that God gave us was so minimal that our dedication and love to the Lord, it shouldn't be anything about For real. I, I, you got to think about that. why? Because well him the, it's, all, it's coming back to me a little bit now. the one that loves me the most is the one I forgave the most. The one that loves little is the one that sees and has evaluated their sin is being forgiven on a very minimal basis. From we, these, these, is 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 as this said, is these things ought not be so. Man, we ought to be able to. We ought to be able to carry. We we, ought to, we ought to carry ourselves back to the foot of the cross to see where God forgave us and how much He forgave us. And it, 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 it ought to be a thing to where fasting shouldn't perplex us to look at somebody that does it. Why? Well, because we love Jesus, period. Are like you saying I don't love Jesus? I'm saying I don't, I don't know what you do. I'm saying it ought to be questioned. I mean, your love for Jesus ought to be questioned. You ought to be able to question your own love for Jesus. You ought to examine your own self. You ought to get to the place to where you examine your own self on a regular basis. And say, why am I doing what I'm doing anyway? Man, I wanted to finish tonight. Man, nah, we're not only to finish tonight. We'll finish next week. We'll make sure we're not 19 minutes in before we actually get the PowerPoint on the screen next time. So, man, let's pray tonight. And, and, and let's ask the Lord. We'll finish on this note. Fasting was so valuable to the Son of God that before he began his public ministry, he fasted 40 days. Before he began his public ministry, he fasted 40 days. And immediately after he fasted those 40 days, the tempter came. Satan, Lucifer, the dragon, the old serpent, it came to Jesus Christ to tempt him. Why? Well, because it started his ministry, his public ministry. He started out on a 40-day fast, and guess what happens? At the end of that 40-day fast, before his public ministry starts, Lucifer comes to him, Satan comes to him, and he's trying to tempt him out of starting his public ministry. Why is that such a big deal? Because Jesus Christ knew that there had to be something big happen before he went into a public setting with the ministry and guess what that big thing was now and look we know he's God but he sets the stage for me and you to see maybe fasting is your answer maybe it ain't maybe it is but whatever it is some of what we've been doing ain't been working so it might be a time to reconsider amen let's pray uh let's ask the lord to give us some some strength for this thing and, and ask the lord to give us some strength for the upcoming days and uh and in our ministry in general I ask god to 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 really bless it and, and to be with it um Shane, why don't you won't you pray for us